Night, Chasing the Rainbows, with your host, Bernice Quisenberry. On this week's podcast episode, it is called Intentions and Actions, Not Words, and it is with Brie and B. Hey, Brie. Hey there. Thanks so much for coming <laughs> of this course. week. Of course. Um, we are in honor of October's Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month discussing um, to help loved ones out there, the support systems, and also other survivors, of course, to know that we understand what you're going through when you return to society, hearing you know, what people have to say when they're first seeing you after our losses and all of those things. Yeah. So um, people write in all the time and ask us how they can support their children or loved ones who experience pregnancy and baby loss. Um, We do help guide them. But what we're trying to do, like I said, is share um, with family, friends, colleagues, loved ones who are in your corner on how they can truly comfort survivors. Yeah. And I think this is super important, a very, very good topic, because I know we get I, we get asked this a lot, and I think it's um, we've all, as baby loss survivors, have experienced those insensitivities that are well intentioned, right? But they don't always come across well. <laughs> I know, or received well, especially in those first weeks and months of grieving, yeah. right after our losses, because one, we don't have the bandwidth or the mental capability to really entertain what people are saying, or like really, you know have any kind of energy to mm-hmm. to say anything back. Well, and it's such a um, taboo yes. topic, you oh, know? So yes. it's uncomfortable to begin with. And then, right. you know, so I think some people, they, they say things that they think they're being helpful, yes. um, but it's really not. But it's it's just because it's uncomfortable. It is. It is. And like you said, Brie, in our society, we do a really hard job because no one wants to hear about baby loss. It is really sad. It's devastating. So people, that's when these insensitivities come out. Yeah. Um, and what I'm just really exhausted and frustrated with um, is that we have to look at people's intentions while like embracing their words instead of speaking out. Yeah. And I'm, I realized that a lot after we lost our daughter in returning. Yeah. I think uh, as, as hard as it is for them to um, find the right words, I think it's equally as hard to respond to their words. Yes. Like you can't believe it. No. Well, I think a lot of, (laughs) a lot of the times the things they say, like I remember one time at a grocery store, I had my, um, my oldest daughter, she was my only child at the time, and we had just lost a baby. And somebody said, well, at least you have a child. Oh, yeah. That's and, like, I kind of was dumbfounded. <laughs> like, you kind of... In the same breath. Yeah. I-, I didn't know how to respond to that either. Right. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, it- yeah. It can be very challenging. That is definitely on our list because it's like, you know... Yeah, we're, we'll definitely get we'll go there. One. Oh, yeah, we are. We're going to go there. That's for sure. But, um, you know... It's just like, why do we have to look at intentions, right? So why not educate the public? Why not? Mm -hmm. This is like us um, being on here, opening the dialogue and trying to open people's eyes to talking about baby loss because it's happening a lot and it's common. So let's do this. You know, let's all come together. Um, And, you know, having to keep things silent or quiet to not make others feel uncomfortable is ridiculous too, right? Especially when we're trying to heal and we're trying to process mm. and do all of this. Um, 
And, you know, this needs to be talked about. And if I want to share pictures of my dead baby or if others want to share it on social media because that's part of our healing, we should be able to do that without being ridiculed or people saying negative comments like, why would you do that? I'm sorry you feel uncomfortable, but instead, why don't you support me and support what I'm doing? Because they're beautiful and that's all we have left of our babies. Yeah, I I totally agree. We had pictures taken um, of our two stillbirths and I I posted them on social media and, um, you know, I... I they're my child exactly really and I think that's the thing like looking at it and I'm sure people were uncomfortable with it but keep on scrolling that's (laughs) that's exactly don't say anything don't say anything if you have nothing else to say don't say anything at all and I I agree and I think it's just you know that was one of my ways yes of coping and and just sharing my child with the world because they mattered and they're my child so I'm going to share them yes and they are living beings so they deserve to have the recognition exactly right everybody else posts pictures of their children all day long why can't we post ours agreed yeah 100% so I'm sorry that people clam up sorry people get awkward um but I mean this just needs to be talked about yeah um so one of the hardest things after we lost our baby was returning to work to society and that was with other people um people would ask me how I was doing and were like hoping I would church it up and just say like pretty good or okay Mm -hmm. um but instead like I would break down at the beginning and say, like, horrible or, like, I'm not doing good. Like, we just lost our daughter a couple weeks ago because we're expected just to have three days of grieving outside of any medical leave you might have left um, or if you got any, you know. But it's like (laughs) – Yeah. Hello, we miss our baby. Yeah, I mean, I know. I remember, especially in those early, like, stage one of grieving, stage two, um, anytime somebody said, how are you doing – yeah. More often than not, I would just start crying. Yes. Because that's how I felt. Like, that's how I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm I'm devastated. Absolutely. And crying is a normal response to grieving. Like, yeah. we just lost our babies, our child. Like, yeah. parents do not outlive their children. And when this happens, we are just devastated. Yeah. And it's like people don't know how to handle that because it, it makes them feel uncomfortable. I've had people even tell me, you know, oh, you better not cry. Like, you're in work. You shouldn't cry. Like, go mm. into another room. And it's mm-hmm. like... Oh no, like maybe yeah. I'm sorry that you feel that way, but it's I'm more, good with it. It's about them. It it's, is. It's because they're uncomfortable with the crying. It is. It's, yeah, it's definitely not you. It's this them. is not unprofessional. This is me being a human being. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it is that. But, um, but the best thing that, and, you know, we're going to get into this, but the best thing a person can do is just listen and embrace that yeah. survivor um, wherever they are at emotionally for that day. And especially if you're going to go up and ask them how they are doing, because if you're going to take that leap and do that and just don't do it to be the arbitrary, how are you? Mm-hmm. Because you feel obligated to do it because you're going to bump into them. Be expected then to be there to just be a listening ear for them. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then just say, I'm here for you. Right. Just go up. Don't instead of saying, how are you? Just go up, hand yes. on the shoulder. I'm here for you. Right. And then, you know, walk away or whatever it is. But I think it's also important, um, survivors, to communicate as well. So, like, yes. one thing I wish I would have done better with my workplace is if I'm having a particularly difficult day, letting my boss know, hey, today's one of those days. Like, yeah. I am just feeling emotional. I'm really you know, mourning the loss of my baby. I'm just in a really negative headspace today. And, like, more often than not, they're going to give you some space or like, you know, sympathize with you, you or you would hope. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Depending on your industry. Depends on how, yeah. <laughs> how lucky you are. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think communicating or like, like forget work. Like let's talk about in the, in your own right. home. Like, right. you know, I think one thing, especially with my daughter that I had at the time, I would 
kind of lash out at her and be short fused with her and stuff instead of just being like, honey, listen, mommy is having a really sad day today. Like I'm really missing Emma. I'm really missing Landon today. I'm sorry if um, my mood's not the best today. I just wanted to let you know this is where I'm at. And like just communicating that with the people around you, I think is a really good idea because then they can kind of rally around you right. and, and give you more of what you need. I think it is hard though, just because like oh, yeah, it's hard <laughs> yourself like more like, like by doing that, I feel like then I'm feeling even like weaker. Does that make mm, sense? Oh so, yeah. Like, well it does. It takes, <sighs> yeah. and I think that's probably why I didn't do right, it. Right. Because I'm so, like, that's why I didn't do it either. Yeah, but because, I think it's, yeah. it's, um, it would be beneficial. I think you're right. If you can find the I guts right. and the, you know, yeah, the guile to like, to do, do it. it. Yeah. I think yeah. you will find that, those around you who know you best will respond we'll yeah in yeah. a positive way yeah no I I agree I think um you know something like having another us having an older child too um is that now our children learn to be these compassionate sympathetic yeah. oh, and empathetic children because they got to see us grieve yes and what's a beautiful thing is you know when we were growing up like it was kind of like oh you only grieve to the funeral and then like you continue to move on with life and like it's just part of life is mm-hmm. loss right but with this situation, I feel like, um, you know, nobody in my family went through this, that this gave the opportunity for them to see what it's like to actually grieve. Yeah. But in a like in a healthy way. Like, yeah. These things are all normal. Like, it's if okay we're irritable, to have. Yeah. It's OK. Yes. It's part of grief. Like because we can't control like our emotions and things like that when we're going through the grief process. Right. Like it's an automatic response. Yeah. We can re- like how we react to things. Sure. But not how our body is just going to do things. Yep. Does that make sense? No, total sense. And I, yeah. I agree. I think it definitely helped our oldest daughter yes. to um, have sympathy yes. for others and, yes. and and just watching us walk through this grief, Yes, um, I think, really helped her. Right, right. And I, I think that, yeah, I think that, you know, if nothing else out of it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, just so listeners out there, just give yourselves grace. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, gosh, it just takes me right back there. Um, but I feel like, you know, when people aren't embracing us, when people aren't, you know, showing that support and things like that in the way that we need it, right? Mm-hmm. Like just being in here to listen, things like that. Um, it makes us feel worse. And mm-hmm. like about us being authentic and genuine in the space that we're at then. Yeah. And for me, I have really struggled with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you can't control your grief response in public. Like others need to be okay with it. And and truly, you know, showing your emotions, it's okay. Like mm. if it happens at the grocery store, if it happens there, who cares? Like, like, I mean, you it lost your baby. Well, yes. I mean, and a lot of it, usually it's triggered because I see a pregnant person Absolutely. or a young baby or something. And, but I, I have cried through aisle nine multiple times yes. at the grocery store. Yes. Like, you know, I just, you or the the baby aisle yeah like you pass it yeah you're, you're not missing it in the grocery store no and yeah. and i i definitely i think grace is definitely something you need to give yourself because um it's gonna happen yeah and it's okay yeah and if you cry in public you cry in public yeah and you know it's just yeah it, it, it is what it is and it's part of the process and i feel like our society could really learn from it oh 100 percent. yeah for sure honestly and you know i'm like we're two and a half years out from our loss and i still have to deal with people's comments mm, Bree. Mm-hmm. i know you feel it i feel it yeah i sure 100% do to this day yeah um and cringe yeah <laughs> it's like like things like you know 
to give like our losses. Like people say things because they want to give them a silver lining. Yes. And there just is no, in my opinion, right? Yeah. I don't know how you feel about this, Brie. But in my opinion, there is no silver lining to losing a baby. There no. just isn't. Like why is an innocent life taken so early yeah. in pregnancy, um, in, you know, in baby loss, like anything. Like it doesn't matter what stage of the game it's at. It's just how yeah it's pain I think pain is pain and um I do find purpose in my pain but you know it's it's still pain exactly and like especially when you're first going through it right and those first couple years Mm, yeah and and all of that it's like oh my goodness it just it takes time takes time yeah um and so like we said earlier you know when a parent outlives their child at any age um it's just it's hard to hear certain things and because like we're still like I'm on a lifelong grieving process Absolutely. you know we're always going to think about our children we're always going to wonder what they're doing like all these like hopes and dreams we have yeah. they don't just go away no and there's you're always going to you know imagine your child would be this age now and they would yes. be doing this right now maybe they'd be playing soccer and maybe they and they'd be in second grade and you know I have uh, family and friends who have children the same age that would have been Emma and Landon so um, I often, when I see them, I think, oh my gosh, like Emma and Landon would be this age right now and yes. they would be doing this. And so I, it, it is, it's, it's a lifelong, um, journey and, um, you know, it's just, it, it has its challenges and I still, you know, even though I'm eight and 10 years out from yeah. Emma and Landon, like yeah. I still have days where I just miss them I mean I I miss them every day but like there's days where it takes me down yep you know and then the grief like kind of brings me to my knees some days so absolutely absolutely and you know I was I was talking the other day and I was at this speaking engagement and it was all around you know pregnancy and infant loss awareness and somebody asked me and they did this because they really truly wanted to understand it they said you know I have never been through pregnancy or infant loss but can you explain it to me and what's interesting is I said yes I will so they at the time the that person and specifically had three children now anybody listening in you know if you have um, other children nieces nephews do the same kind of concept with that but Envision like, you know, you guys are all at the beach for the summer. Um, There's your three kids playing at the beach, like all in the sand. Take one of your children and make them a silhouette and they're just a dream. So those memories that you actually have is just a dream and you're just visualizing them playing with your other two kids, how they would be interacting, what age they would be and what they would look like, what they would be doing. And then also doing it, you know, for the first day of school pictures that you're getting done. Mm -hmm. The holidays when you're sitting there and they're all opening up their presents, you have the silhouette of a child doing that but that's how someone who's never been through it to kind of like know what it's like is to take one of them and just make them a silhouette instead of actually having them physically there that's so beautiful I love that vision yeah that's so beautiful because that's I mean that is the best way that you do it not that I wish anything happens to anybody's child but that is what a baby survivor goes through for the rest of their life yeah I think that's all these major events and and not major events it's just even the daily mundane life yes you know we don't know when it's going to pop up and we're going to think about them I love and, that and visual I think it's a perfect visual to explain like as somebody who doesn't understand yeah that's a great great way to explain it yeah yeah well thanks Brie for that I appreciate it. yeah and it's like so you know one of the biggest things for me that people said and we're going to jump in now to these insensitivities um everything happens for a reason and I'm I'm sorry I'm laughing not because it's funny it's not funny because I still get this to this day um 
it's because I just can't believe this ridiculousness comes out of people's <laughs> mouths sometimes. Sorry, Bree. But I mean, and great. If, if another baby loss survivor wants to believe that, great. Please do. Don't let us hold you up from that. But when that comes out of someone's mouth that's never been through a baby or pregnancy loss, to me, it's like, what is the reason behind my baby dying? Yeah. It, it's hard. And I think you start to question things like, why why did this happen? And, yes. you know, and, and you know, just saying everything happens for a reason. Well, what's the reason? Like, right. you know, and, and, and you you can take that different ways, I suppose. But yeah, to, it we're going to break it down more. Yeah. And I think to me, people give me it goes back to the whole. Well, it, it's pain. Yes. And um, you can find purpose in that pain, like I said before. But like it is, I think early on, especially when somebody says that. Yes. And you're longing. You're at the stage where you're really longing for answers. Yes. And someone says it happened for a reason. And you're just like, that's just like a knife only because. And and again, that can go different ways of like, what does that mean? But to me, um, when you're in that stage of longing, yes, that's probably the worst thing to say because you don't have a reason. Um, and you're looking for something tangible in that moment. Yes. And, um, that's just another reminder that you don't have that tangible answer. hundred percent. And you know, exactly that, that is what it goes back to. Um, and then, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand with like, you know, God has a plan. Mm. Now, it's not that um, I, you know, personally, you know, do believe in God. However, um, or higher power, whatever you want to say, believe in nature, whatever it is for yourself. That's great. I did, though, question our higher power a lot when we lost Brooke. Because I said, why would my innocent baby be taken? Why would that happen? Why would you do this to me? As like, you know, what I, I went back to, like, like, how did this happen? Like, why? And, like, I put a lot of anger towards. Yeah, which I think power. is 100% normal. I right. think that's probably, um, I, I, from with Landon, the loss of Landon, I was so mad at God. Yes. Like, I really was like, why is this happening to me? Yes. Like, why would you allow this to happen? And right. um, it, in turn, has actually led me down to a deep root of faith. And um, right. I'm, you know deeper in my faith now than I've ever been. So um, that has come out of that. But like in that moment, I definitely was like, God is supposed to be good. Everything yes. is good. How is this good? Yes. You know, like yes. in that moment, I was definitely questioning and yes. mad and angry. Yes. And I think it's completely normal. Um, yes. And there's no shame in that. We're, right. we're supposed to, right. you know, come as we are and, right, right. Um, you know, and, and, God wants all of our emotions, not just our happy ones. So I think um, for me, I found that yeah. avenue um, as I was going, working through. Right. But um, it's definitely challenging when um, you're in the very beginning stages yes, of that. And, 100%. And you're like, what is this plan? Like, what is right. happening right now? And like, you're how questioning is everything. Yes. You're questioning Absolutely. your whole entire life, all of your beliefs at this point. But also, this is like assuming that the person believes in God. Like, yeah. you can't make that assumption that that people automatically believe in God. Like, you don't say those kind of comments. I'm, if you do, great. But that's not something to say to somebody. I think that just, yeah, know? I think it just comes back to being sensitive to that person. Uh, where Meet them where they're at. Right. And 100%. I think that's part of that is, um, you know, if they're not open to hearing about that or um, hearing that that comment, I think um, just meeting them where they are yes. is really important yes. because that's the only way you're going to help dig them out of the hole they're in. I know. Or 
just being that listening ear, honestly, yeah. and letting mm-hmm. them let them talk, talk, yeah, just and listen. they'll tell you. They you will, it's, it can be really hard. And what is that that whole saying? Like, God gave you one mouth and two ears for a yes. reason. Like, yes. listen more than you talk. Yes. And I think that goes back to um, you this take the cotton ball out of your ears and yeah. put them in your mouth, exactly, yes. and like just sit there and listen. You yes, know, so for sure. it's so true. Um, and you know, okay, this is another one. Miscarriages mostly occur because there's something wrong with your baby, like developmentally or medically, is what people say. Um, and people have said this out loud and it's like just if my baby had something wrong medically or developmentally I would still want my baby I would take care of my baby like okay what does that mean then that my baby deserved to die yeah right they Uh, weren't worthy of living because there was something wrong yeah I that's that's a whole (sighs) one and it also comes back to the science of they don't most most of the time I don't know what the number exactly is, but they don't actually know what's wrong. They don't know, and they don't know what causes it. So yes. like they, we'll never get these answers. So yeah. So to say something right was, that. and do you know? Like, yeah. Did you right. say that because you know this? So that's another, and that's what <laughs> like, makes it insensitive. Is like you're yes. assuming that there assumption. was 100%. yes. Don't no assume. Assumption. I know. <laughs> I know, and I won't say that on air. But everybody, you know, you know what that means. You do you know what that means? Yes. <laughs> but I think that's uh. the thing, and, and 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 it's so true because. I'm sorry if there was something wrong I'd rather have my child here with me and love them and and take care embrace of them and embrace their disability yes. 100% than to not have them here and, at all. and and that choice is taken away from us yeah like we, we weren't able to do right. that you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like we weren't able to take care of them and do that um so yeah I just oh okay here's another one Okay, I'm just gonna breathe. Blood, I know. I know. Like, oh <laughs> gosh, blood just pressure. I'm, like, I'm sweating. I, I swear. I I'm know. Sweating. These do cut like a knife, though. I'm sitting here and I'm getting amped up. I'm feeling spicy and bitey from all these comments. <laughs> oh my gosh, this takes me right back. Um, I think miscarriage isn't as bad as stillbirth. I think stillbirth isn't mm. as bad as knowing your baby. And I don't think that. Um, Losing a baby is as bad as losing a child that was a toddler or of older age. Okay why are we comparing why are we okay i'm sorry do you know this because you lost a baby or you lost first of all you had a miscarriage you had a stillbirth you had a baby loss you had a child that died and when you they weighed were them all against each other yeah and then now you're just you're you're telling me this because uh, like that to me brie you just want to take it I, well, I, no. I, 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 i'm like on a <laughs> take a breath girl yeah, I, got take to. A breath. I got to i just <laughs> i i always say it a loss is a loss is a loss. It's yes, a loss do. of a child. It is. It's a loss of a dream. It's a loss of a, a a person that you love deeply that was connected to you. Correct. I I your life plans. Yes, everything. And I and to be honest, the people I hear this from the most, and and it's not not really comparing, but I hear a lot of people who have known what I've gone through, and they'll be like six weeks along and they lost one they're like well it's nothing compared to what you went to and I'm like stop right there I know stop I know you're right (laughs) and they it's like they're trying to I don't want you to minimize your child because they weren't as far along as mine exactly why would you do that because it's still your child it's still the hope the dreams like it drives me insane. Yes. Please don't do that. Yes. Your don't child matters it. no matter yes. what. I don't care if they're four weeks gestation or like, you know, six months old. Yes. Like it's your child and yes. and there should be no comparison. No, absolutely at all. not. But but if you're also doing that though for self preservation or you're doing that to protect yourself or yeah. you're doing that for your own healing, please do. Like yeah. you know, but 
but don't feel they need to do that exactly. Mm. Like when you're going up to someone else that you know their story, you know yeah. they've had reoccurring losses, you know that they had an infant that died because it's all so tragic. Well, and unfortunately people do compare. So I yes. feel like, yes, you know, and that comes from a place. If I know somebody others. is going to look at me like you were only six weeks, like, do you know what I went through? You know what I mean? I, I, oh, right. And, and right. I... I, I, I could think see myself saying, we do need to do better. And I, yeah. I feel like you kind of, you do that and it's to protect yourself. You know, yeah. you're, you're trying to protect yourself from what that right. person might say to you. Right. So you kind of minimize it ahead of time. It's so, armor. Yes, it's armor. Because it's another way happens. to protect yourself. And it's probably because they were already told by somebody yes. else, either the, unfortunately, in medical situations too, in those, when these things are happening, depending on what kind of medical team you have. Yeah. Some people are just brushed under the rug and keep going. Like, you can try again soon or, you know, okay, well, you were early. Like, don't make a survivor feel like that ever and let them, like. Yeah. I just. I know. I know. Yeah. Like, we need to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> count to 10 here. Yeah, I think we do, too. <laughs> Sorry, Brie. Yeah, I'm just. I think I'm, my ears and my cheeks are red right now. I'm, but I am so Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, but, no, it, it is just, you know. Listen, a loss is a loss like yeah. a loss, like you said, Bree. It's all of that. It's everything gets shattered from the parents' perspective and we are just here for and, and all I, of you wherever you're at. And honestly, like a lot of this stuff I have done, I've said, I'm totally like oh. throwing it out there. Like I've done it. I've said it and it's and a and yeah. a lot of it was um before prior to my losses right. um and so like we're not here to shame anybody or that, that you're not. saying or doing this stuff because guilty like has charged i've done it until you live it you don't yes. know but this is why we're talking about it because this is an informative you know Dialogue. session that we're talking Open. about and we're we're trying to avoid. like avoid future occurrences yes. right and and educating people on how to handle situations and and we're you know there's more education out there and um you know, we're we're just we diving have it on into our website. We do, we do, yeah. And we have the do's and don'ts. We're just diving into a couple here. Just yeah, to... yeah, and yeah, like you said, until we became baby loss survivors, do we know how to handle this? After were we perfect at it? hundred percent not. No, and, and still are we not. still yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. Thank you. Yeah. It's just like let's talk about that. And opening that dialogue yeah. and keeping this going is really important. And just this is to a good support. Yeah, this is a good talk too to. You know, if somebody says, I don't know what to do for you. Yes, Here, or listen to, to this. Yes, or yeah. what to say. Like, throw us at go. them. Yes. Like, yeah. yes. Okay, so this also, you already kind of touched on this. Like, it was just a miscarriage. Like, your baby wasn't developed mm, yet. Yeah. Like, this makes survivors, if somebody says this or, or makes these kind of comments in a medical facility situation, a medical office, or out in public, or with family and friends, like, that makes me feel silly, crazy for, like, mm. grieving these losses and then it makes me even shut down even more like in my turtle shell and feel isolated yeah. alone because like I shouldn't say these things and then it silences me yeah well yeah because you, you people have already minimized it for you yes. so you're like why do I feel this way or I should I have no right to cry about right. this because of what or they're saying days to, or weeks yeah. months years mm. to grieve like yes do it like yep. wh however you need to yep totally yes. agree yes yeah um uh, yeah, so you can try again. You're young. At least you got um, pregnant. Okay. When yeah. somebody says that to me, at least you got pregnant. Yes, I am grateful that I got pregnant. Do not say that in the same breath about my baby loss because they're two different things. So, uh, yeah, I got pregnant, but my pregnancy 
ended in a loss. It did not end in me getting my baby and taking my baby home. Yeah. So that at least you got pregnant. Okay, two different things. I'm not blessed because I got pregnant because I lost my baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. And that's and th- that is a tough one. That is a tough one cuz I do I've had infertility and you know, I I know a lot of people have had infertility and it, it's a that is such a journey to be on, a very challenging journey. Um and I I just <clears throat> I realize that getting pregnant yes, is not easy for everybody. No, I I understand not. that, but like you said, say that in the same breath of yes. It's that comparison. The, it's again. the compare. It, it really is like it's another level of comparison. Like yes. you're comparing, you know, early miscarriage to stillbirth. You're comparing comparing stillbirth to, um, you know, babies who were just born. It's just another level yes. of comparison, and that's it should not be in the same breath. No, I agree because they're two different experiences. They're two different things. Um, apples and oranges here, people, and it's like don't don't bring those up because the person is not feeling blessed and lucky because their baby is not here. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Um, you will have another baby, um, and and that's also assuming that, with that their they crystal ball. Have, I know. <laughs> well, what do you assume? Well, and who knows what procedure they had done yeah. because their baby passing, like pregnancy or infant, like can they have another? You don't know that first of all, or do they want to? Do they want to go through that because pregnancy after loss is oh so horrific? I mean, I don't want to scare any survivors on here, but that anxiety and angst yes. because now we are we know before we became baby loss survivor, pregnancy loss survivor, whatever you want to say, like it was. Okay, we know the dangers that can happen. Every pregnant woman does. But then once you live it, you are now that statistic. And now you know more than anybody that these losses can happen because it already did to yeah. us. So don't make that assumption. No, I, I agree. And I, um, you know, we had our rainbow baby, Claire. Yes. Um, but I feel like had we not had her, because we came to the end of our ropes, really, and we, yes. were, we were done. Like, I know you guys and, were. And it was yeah. just, we could not, I could not mentally physically or emotionally handle Ugh. trying to have another baby. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think we need to be sensitive to that because once you lose a baby, um, there's so many emotions that go into that. Yes. And like the thought of trying again yes. is quite literally exhausting. Yes. And um, I think just you got to be sensitive. To, that comment is uh, speaks to that, that, how insensitive that is just because it's, you don't really don't know. Um, you don't know what journey they've been on. Yes. Um, you don't know what it took to get to, to have that yep. baby to conceive. Yes. Um, you don't know what emotionally they're experiencing yes. working through the loss. Um, if they physically had trauma during yep. the pregnancy that they physically cannot have a baby again. Yes. There's just so many things that, um, yes. and that's where it's that physical mental trauma. It's yeah. All of it. Mm-hmm. Like emotional trauma. Like how, like, Yep. Yeah, you can't make that. You don't know. And again, assumptions. Yes, assumptions. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Oh, and then this one. Um, at least you have other children. Okay, now. Hold on, let me take a breath. Yes, yes. yes you need to breathe, breathe. Um, so each child is different. Um, each pregnancy is different. We, it's like someone saying that two of their children, they're the exact same person, the exact same kid, like, like there's no differences there. They are just the same exact kid. Every child is different. And so, yes, I am blessed to have a child, but that doesn't mean that I am blessed that I lost my baby. Like, uh, I'm sitting here tearing up. Oh my up. gosh, you are. <laughs> I look over and I'm like, oh no, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. I just, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. This was a hard one for me because I love my daughter, Ella, very much. Right. But that didn't take away the longing we had for another child. Agreed. We wanted another baby so bad. Yes. So bad. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. No. Let it out. Cry it out. That's cry it out loud. Cry it out loud. Yes. Oh, that one got yes. to me because I just, <sighs> I remember getting that comment and like, gosh, yes. yeah, I love my daughter, but gosh, we, gosh, we knew our family wasn't complete. No. Like we wanted another child so yes. bad. Oh, my gosh. And like. Yeah. And when Everything they would say that, it. It's, yeah. it almost made, it made me feel like I didn't appreciate Ella. Correct. Like when you say that, at least you have a child, like, like Ella wasn't good enough. Like, right. yes, she's good enough. Like, yes. and if that's, you know, God's plan that we only have one child. Okay. Like we'll work through those emotions. Right. But like that didn't, that didn't mean that I needed another child to replace or to like, I don't know. I was like making up for like something that Ella was lacking. That was not the reason. The reason being, okay, first of all, like, okay, so we're only supposed to have one child and that's it. No. Who are you to make that decision for me? Like if I want to have five children and during that time I endure these losses, okay, well, I know I want to have these five children. That does not make me any less grateful or love any children less. The ones you have. Yes. Yeah. That's that comment. That's that's a tough one for me. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's understandable. These are all tough. I'm just like reading these and it takes me right back there. Well, and honestly, these still happen. Like we we said, I'm two and a half years out. I'm still meeting people and talking to people for the first time or, you know, especially when I go through my numbers of my children that we have and I'm like, one's our guardian angel and she be this old like the look on people's and then these insensitivities come out and it's yeah. like oh okay and, but yeah. now I'm at a point where I can start to I feel like advocate for other survivors by educating people mm-hmm. that's not what you say to somebody uh and Here's I do it in a say. very comfortable manner yeah. yeah and I think a lot of it too and is unemotional like I mean sometimes I'm emotional but but it's not like in an like an angry state or anything yes. like if I was at beginning in my yes. grief process and, and a lot of it's just ignorance they just yes, don't know they so don't. let's educate and yes. that's the whole goal here is yes. to educate people on yes. how do you respond respond to um, yes. comments like that. Oh my goodness. Yes. I remember this came from like, oh my goodness, someone close to me actually. Um, how long will it take for you to get over your loss? Never. Wow. That's exactly right. And I was <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Or, or how long until you feel comfortable? So with our rainbow baby, how long um, are you going to go through all this anxiety and all these like things with your pregnancy? The whole time. Why are they putting a time frame right. on why are, it? Why are we? I, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, like you said. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know these things, so why do people ask? Well, and I think that goes back to they don't understand that it yes. is a lifelong journey. Yes. Um, because you're asking somebody to put a time stamp on their grief. Yes. And there is no, and, and that's really any grief. Right. Like, Correct. there's no time frame. No. Um, if I could control it, I wouldn't be crying Do you think I like to sit here in aisle yes. nine and cry? Yes. Do you think I, li- I enjoy Joy. Looking vulnerable, like yeah. I'm not saying because you're not vulnerable crying. That's the thing. Like our society needs to change that. That's what I'm trying to get at. But I felt so vulnerable crying yes. because people made me feel that way because yes. they were not embracing. They were not gentle about it. And we need to be because you don't know what people are living through or what they're going through on a daily basis or what they're fighting inside. Yeah. You have no idea. And like instead of judging people, like we need to be non-judgmental yeah. and just either embrace or just you know give them a kind like you know, Pat, or like, like if you ever want to talk, you know what I mean? Like, don't make it a thing. Don't stare at them. They're not like something to be stared at. They're not a freak show. Like this is normal reactions to grief. Yep. And I, and I think the, the more we can 
desensitize people to yes. that. I, I, to you know. seeing people have these reactions because they're normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, yeah. Um, oh, okay. It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> like, well, my baby was real and definitely meant to be because we were trying. Right. And we and wanted they, a baby. They were, yeah, yeah they, and they were, were living here. inside They of were me. living. Yep. 100%. Um, they were living beings. Tragedies happen. Hardships happen. And that's what exactly happened. And we'll yeah. never get those answers. We'll never know why these things happened 100% or what the reason or, or cause behind it was. So, no, this no my baby was meant to be yeah yeah i think it goes back yeah the whole like yeah everything happens for a reason and and or wasn't meant to be i feel like those go hand in hand because it's like oh well, then what you know what is the reason and i yeah I, I totally agree i mean it's that's just a very insensitive thing to say it is it's completely insensitive um but that really like you know that gave about what 10 to 15 of them that we've been through just to Kind of educate, advocate, yeah, get it out, yep, um, right. Um, but so the support systems out there, right? We do guide, like I said, if they reach out to us on our website, or survivors. That's how you reach out to us too for our support system um, services and everything. We'll get you set up immediately. But um, the support system, just be that listening ear and refer them to a support group of survivors like us, yeah, and that understand what they're going through, can sympathize, empathize, um, you know, come alongside, yes, make you feel less crazy, right there. yes. Yeah. Um, because we need to life together, like as we return to society and being out in public and being around people. And, um, you know, survivors, like my piece of advice is to you. And then we're going to get into just a little bit for the support system, what they actually can do then too, just mm-hmm. a little more specifically. Um, but survivors, what I did was um, with my insensitivities, I give, I was given this advice to write them down as they were happening. And then I like ripped them up aggressively, like crumbled them up in a ball and like threw them. Um, but you write down those insensitivities that people say. Now others I've heard burn them um, put them in a fire pit put them in a fireplace in a safe manner of course but um, or scream them into a pillow mm-hmm. hold them up and like yell those insensitivities that people say when you get home because like it's hard to process them when they actually come out of someone's mouth and I obsessed about it like I can't believe this person said it to me and it would take me a day or two because it made me feel horrible about myself for actually grieving the loss of our baby yeah yeah, yeah and I think that with doing in doing that um it's kind of a release. You're releasing their words. Their words have no hold on you anymore. Yes. And I think that's the whole goal of that is to, you know, take those insensitivities yes. that have hurt you and you're by physically crumbling them or throwing them in the fire, you're saying, okay, these words are no longer going to hurt me. Yes. They're not going to hold me down anymore. I'm going to move forward. Right. Um, so I love the beauty in that. That's great. Yes, absolutely. So like the actions that support systems can do. Take the couple family a meal without even asking. Yeah. Just drop it off. Make sure that they're home, of course. You know, you don't want to leave it out for like hours and stuff like that. But, um, you know, but but do that like a casserole, yeah. a lasagna, something or, you know, be cognizant of allergies. But yeah, yeah. no, I think that's a great idea because cooking is just not something they're going to want. It is. I mean, not you can barely all. get out of bed. You can't yeah. cook no. a meal. But um, you have no. A lot of these are great, too. A lot of these, too. And I have found. And I've had people do this, and a lot of people ask, a lot of people like, can I bring you a meal? But I've also had people who who, who kind of know better, yes. and they just say, hey, Thursday around 5 p.m., are you home? I'm bringing you a meal. Yes. Like, just 
don't give them the option. A hundred percent. Just say it because like they don't want to have to, because then you feel guilty about like, oh gosh, yes. I don't want to like inconvenience anybody. Right. Or, or like, yes, go out of their way. So and... I think with all of these that you're about to list of things that people can do to be helpful, yes. um, I feel like you just kind of, within parameters, obviously, yes. just do them. Yes. And even do it like, even like, or if it's going to be like immediately after the loss, some other people are going to be bringing them food too and probably dropping it off. So make sure that it's freezable or meal do train. It. Yeah. Meal train is perfect too for somebody to set that up. And then people just get assigned to the day and time, then let the survivor know when you're going to be stopping by with the food. So they are, they know the calendar and everything, but also too, like a month or two out, that's when meals too, because we're oh my still in the midst of our grief, and that's when people kind of fall off. Yes, do and you, they don't want to, you know. Do you know what the best thing that ever happened? Not the best thing. That's that's a little traumatic. No, but no, the the best, most comforting thing that happened to me after we had Emma, I'll never forget it. I had a friend who waited to send me a card till two months later. Yeah, because I'm telling you, you're. In the beginning, yep. there's this attention. People are flowers, coming at you. Cards. Flowers. Everyone's yep. coming at you. All of that fades away. Yes. And you're left lonelier than ever because right. now all those people that were like coming around you have moved on with their lives. Yep. And your world is still standing still. Yeah. I got this card two months after mm. and it couldn't have been the more perfect timing. Yes. Like it meant so much to me because they went through a loss and they said, I know what you're feeling right now. And I know you need support more than ever. Yes. And I'm like, and I now try to do that because yeah. I know it meant so much to me. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, with any kind of loss, it yeah. is that like after a month and a half, two months, yeah. things start to calm down, quiet down. And that's when you need the most support. Because honestly, those first couple weeks you're in that whirlwind. And for me, I was in the shock and numbness. Phase. Yeah, absolutely. So like I was still like, you know, in that and not really knowing outside of it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so that is the great advice. Yeah, Brie. Um, grocery delivery, grocery pickup, or taking them a grocery gift card because yeah. grocery shopping is so hard mm -hmm. because you get triggered during it. Yep. You have the whole um, scene, pregnant people are walking yes. through that aisle of the baby stuff. And you have and, to do it. You need food in the yes, house. Right. You know, especially if you have other children. Yep. Um, also, if they do have other children, taking the other kids yes. to the after school activities, picking them up from school, but taking them out for ice cream, doing mini golf, taking yes. them to the movies, just getting the kids out and doing fun activities with them for the parents to be able to be where they're at with the grief Well, process. and I think it benefits the parents because they yes. can have a second to just like to be sad to like they need to. Yeah. you know because you know how it is with a, as a parent you, you're constantly trying to take care and like you do it, and it's exhausting like it gives you a mental break too yes but I think it's also good for the child because yes. they need to have some sense of normalcy and fun right you know f for them to to assist in yes. their grieving process too so I think it's yes. a it's a win-win situation yeah so working that out you know just and being there and just doing it you know and but working and of course especially with like the after school activities and, and making sure it's okay with the parents but like working all that out is great yeah um because that is hard like having to drive places all of that yeah okay cleaning was horrible for like six months yeah. I swear even when people would randomly stop by or drop things off like I, you know, would real quick throw stuff in closets. Like you weren't mm. really cleaning because you didn't have the energy to. Mm -mm. So just showing up, if you say like, I'm going to stop by, uh, you know, Saturday at this time, 
um, or whatever, like, are you going to be home Saturday? I want to drop something off. Well, instead of like showing up with your cleaning bucket and just being there and clean, like clean the kitchen, clean the floors, clean the bathrooms, like, you know, just take those two to three hours just to clean because they don't have that bandwidth to do it. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Or hire a cleaning lady if you can afford it. Um, the fast food gift cards are awesome too. Yep. Um, for sure. Cause nice then they can option. Do, yeah. Nice quick option. And then yard work. Ooh, mow that grass. Yeah. Yep. Come over and just mow. Like you see, it's getting out. Like, of course it's getting out of control. Of course the weeding could be done. You know, it's a nice day out. Just come over and do it for them. Yep. Or, you know, if you know their schedule, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, just those things. And, and that's really how you can be there and really support the family the way that they need it Definitely. during that time. Yeah. And we have more stuff on our website. Different. We do. Yep. We have different things on our website. Also, please reach out to us on our website. We do answer those um, emails that come through for all survivors, their support systems. We are here for the family. We are here to, you know, help support in any way we can. Yep. So, well, that takes us to the end of this podcast. Um, You know, we are always with you, fertility, pregnancy, and baby loss survivors. Please know that and uh, tune in next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.